everyone and welcome back to Walk With Bex. Another week of prep is almost done for me and I'm feeling happier and stronger, I'm getting leaner and overall feeling healthier as each day passes. Cardio in the mornings is definitely getting easier for me and my strength is up in the gym and my food is still super high despite my coach dropping my calories this week by about 150 calories per day. And I know that I'm in for a new day weigh-in come check-in tomorrow. So I'm really excited and I'm feeling really good. This week has been, I would say, an interesting one with regards to supporting my clients and the news in the media. There are common themes that are coming through and people's well-being in general and their overall energy, I feel, are at an all-time low. It seems like everyone is fed up with the current situation which of course is to be expected but for some reason this week has been particularly tough for my clients and motivation is definitely dwindling so I've had a pep talk with all my clients about this Um, we shared a team zoom call on Sunday and I prepared a Facebook post for the private group to give them some tips on how to protect their energy emotionally and kind of move towards improving their overall well-being. And in today's podcast, I'd like to dive a little deeper and kind of give you guys three main areas which I think you could address in order to support you through this difficult time. And those three areas are media consumption, social media culling, and then supporting others. So I'm going to take you through them each one at a time and kind of give you my honest opinion on them both, or all of them, I should say, and kind of some tips on what you can do moving forward. So the first one is about media consumption. I think it's important that we all try to strike a balance between being informed by the news media and not becoming overwhelmed by it. This is difficult, for sure, especially during a global crisis um, and with it being shoved in our faces on a daily basis. You know, a constant stream of sensational or disaster or negative news, whether you are exposed to it actively or passively, can definitely elevate your stress levels and can trigger episodes of anxiety and result in you having trouble sleeping. Effectively managing your media consumption can help you stay up to date whilst also reducing your stress. The media we consume daily has an impact on our thinking, our behaviour and our emotions. If you feel like you've fallen into a pattern of regularly watching or listening to the news, the majority of what you're consuming is likely to be about the coronavirus, COVID-19, and while staying up to date on local and national news, especially as it relates to like mandates and health updates, is critical during this time, but overconsumption of the news can take a toll on your physical, emotional, and your mental health. The constant stream of disastrous news is without doubt adding to our stress levels and increasing symptoms of like anxiety and depression globally. This form of stress can include changes in your sleep, your eating patterns, it can you know, damage your mental health, fear, worry about like your health and the health of your loved ones. And ultimately you'll have difficulty concentrating and functioning on a daily basis. So compounding the stress 
is the constant stream of news about COVID-19. You know, if we're exposed to it on a daily basis, hourly, even minute by minute, unfortunately, it's not going to be beneficial to you because a lot of the news we consume today isn't so much about reporting it in a way of keeping people like up to date, but more so keeping people addicted to this kind of news cycle. Devastating headlines get more attention and media outlets often end up focusing on disaster reporting and rarely any positive news. So keep this in mind. Consuming too much of this kind of news, whether again you're doing it actively or passively, can be very toxic and what you hear has an impact on your mood without doubt. Even if it's just noise in the background, you know, a news broadcast will still have a negative effect on your psyche. So I think it's really important that we think about this moving forward. So why can it be damaging to constantly be reading the news, especially when it's so negative? Well, constant exposure to negative information can impact our brains. When we experience a threat, our brain activates the fight or flight mode and response and the symptoms in our body react accordingly. You know, consuming the news can activate the the sympathetic nervous system, which causes your body to release stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline. So when a crisis is happening and we are experiencing this stress response more frequently, increased symptoms of fatigue, anxiety and depression, and again, of course, trouble sleeping, they'll all arise. So with that in mind, I'm recommending you make it your goal this time to find the balance between feeling informed and educated on the situation at hand while not becoming totally overwhelmed by it. And I'd like to share some tips for how you can kind of navigate this 24-hour news cycle while still managing and protecting your mental health and well-being. After all, when good news is available or the situation changes for the better, it will come to you. You won't need to seek it out. So the first thing that I'd like to suggest is that you limit your time each day where you're watching the news or, you know, being exposed to the news. Like a lot of things, the key to staying healthy is moderation. Staying informed is not just responsible, but critical to our safety right now, of course. But in order to strike the balance of moderation while staying informed, focus on seeking news about COVID-19 mainly so that you can take practical steps to prepare your plans and protect yourself and your loved ones. Once you have that information, it's time to turn the news off. You know, take regular breaks from watching, listening or reading the news stories, especially since hearing about a pandemic repeatedly is upsetting. Leaving your television on or streaming live news broadcasts on your phone whilst tending to other tasks can take a toll on you emotionally. Rather than having the news be your background noise, try less than 30 minutes per day. Total media consumption. You know, 30 minutes of news exposure. That's it. The second thing is I'd like you to think about how you feel before you watch the news. So once you commit to limiting the amount of news you watch, the next step is to gauge how you feel before and after watching to really understand how it's affecting you. Do a quick kind of check and ask yourself the following questions. Do you feel informed and calm? 
or do you feel panicked, angry, or pessimistic? If it's the latter, then consider how much news you are consuming and the sources that you are getting it from and make it an intention to reduce your consumption and reassess where it's coming from, which kind of leads me on to my next point. Watch reliable news outlets. You know, a healthy way to approach the news cycle is to rely on outlets that you know are credible. You know, have they have experienced reporters who do their research and they provide a balanced perspective. That is so important. But even with this in mind, be conscious of how much you are still consuming. You probably have set times every day when you eat and, you know, you can do the same with the news. Check in with what's going on in the world by consuming the sources that nourish you and then move on to something else. If watching the news is triggering regular symptoms of anxiety or depression, then delete this exposure altogether. I personally did this many years ago and I've never looked back. I rely on close friends or loved ones to filter the news for me and give me the most important headlines. I check in with them and a few times per week and we discuss the most important updates. There is no reason that any of us need to be exposed to the news beyond that, in, in my opinion. And the third thing is that, or should I say the fourth thing is, do something healthy after you've watched the news. For most of us, consuming some form of news each day is essential, but to help combat that feeling of fear, anxiety and worry that often accompany negative news, do something positive or healthy immediately after, like taking a walk, calling a friend or working one of your hobbies. Things are so uncertain right now, so we we need healthy distractions in order to stay grounded and resilient. This is why I'm so focused on my business, supporting my clients and encouraging them to focus on, you know, focus their attention on their goals and doing things daily that will have a positive impact on their health and well-being. I think taking steps to minimize stress during this difficult time is essential for both your physical and mental health. While watching the news can provide you with critical information about protecting yourself and others, Taking in too much information can be overwhelming and detrimental to your mental health. If you're having trouble managing um, your mental health condition or you've, you've got concerns about new symptoms that are arising, then please seek further support. You know, Call your doctor if you're able to, speak with a loved one, or simply just reach out to someone and tell them how you're feeling. It is important, or should I say, it's impossible to, to not be exposed to what's happening in the world right now. But we can limit the amount of media we consume on a daily basis. I, As I said, I stopped watching the news many years ago and I, I don't read newspapers at all. I don't follow any news channels, I don't purchase any news apps or have any notifications on my phone. I find the news to be extremely negative and although this may seem ignorant to, to many, I don't actually want to see or hear what is happening on a daily basis as it massively affects how I feel and can have an impact on my emotional well-being. So if you find that this affects you too, definitely try to limit how much you consume to just one piece of information a day. Okay, the second big thing that I'd like to talk about is social media culling. 
Now, if you're the kind of person who continually adds friends and acquaintances and new sites and brands, etc., to your Instagram feed, Facebook, Twitter accounts, but never removes anyone, now is the time to do it. There are a lot of good reasons to clear out your social media feeds, but I'll try and highlight three of the big ones for me. So the first one is that, that culling lets you focus on social media time on what you and who you actually truly value. So we already spend over two hours on social media every day, bouncing between the different apps, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and everything else that we feel compelled to check. Probably more than two hours a day at the moment. So if we're spending this much time on social media, it might as well be with the people who are most important to us. I know a lot of us use social media for other purposes besides simply connecting with friends. We also follow like news sites, organizations, celebrities, you know, joke accounts, memes, all that kind of thing. So I guess you could expand this idea to include spending time with people and ideas that are most important to you. For some people, this means only following our closest friends and family. For others, it means keeping up with the latest news or curating a list of perspectives that make us think. My main source of social media is Instagram, and I have needs and values aligned with this platform. But I regularly cull them, and when my needs and my values change, I readjust who I follow, what I like, and I cull on a regular basis. The second thing is that culling can free up your emotional energy. I don't know about you, but it's hard for me to read about someone else's emotions without feeling those emotions myself. And while it's important for me to know how people are responding to a recent news story or to an event in their own lives, I realized that at a certain point I was absorbing too much emotional energy from my social media feeds. And much of it was coming from people I rarely interacted with, like either in real life or on social media. I would often find that negative comments, posts or viewpoints would affect my mood or upset my well-being. So when I see these, I instantly unfollow, delete or I mute the account altogether. The third thing is that culling saves time. Culling my social media feeds on a regular basis can take up to, I would say, an hour every couple of weeks. But once I'm done, I am only exposed to the social media feeds and updates that actually resonate with what I want to see. And this saves me a massive amount of time when I'm scrolling, viewing, or checking for updates. If you're the kind of person who wants to read every single update, um, then regular culling is necessary to keep your feeds manageable and relevant to what you want to see. So... How do you get started with this process? Well, the obvious way is to cull your feeds in a way that you unfriend or unfollow someone completely. If their posts don't make you feel good or don't add value to your life, you don't need to see them. It's that simple. But if you want to remove someone's updates from your feed without saying goodbye forever, then most social media platforms allow for you to mute an account. On Instagram, you can mute not only the person's posts from appearing on your feed, but you can also mute their stories too. And this is a good way to temporarily remove someone from your feed or stop getting their latest updates from people that you necessarily can't unfollow for a number of reasons. 
they might be extended family members or an old friend. Instagram also has a block feature that prevents another account from viewing your photos and lets you block people from tagging you and viewing your timeline. To be honest, I'd only do this myself if someone was constantly bothering me or trying to advertise something, like sliding in my DMs inappropriately or keeps talking about their services and asking me if I'd like to grow my page to 50,000 followers. Nope, I'm not interested. (laughs) Unfollow block. So these methods are intentionally discreet, that is. Um, So the account will not know and will not get notified that you've unfollowed them. But some people do install like third-party apps that let them know when they have been unfollowed or unfriended. The world of social media is such that there is always a way of finding out what people are up to and how others are operating. But I try not to let this play on my mind, to be honest. I focus on what I put out into the universe and how I can help others. And this is what my Instagram is for. So whom you decide to remove from your social media is completely up to you. But here are some suggestions to get you started. I would cull anybody that is no longer in your life. I don't know about you, but my social media feeds used to include a lot of people who were actually part of my day-to-day life. These are like former co-workers, people maybe you might meet at a conference or a party randomly, the people you used to know but now rarely think about unless their names appear on your social media feed. I think it's okay to, to let these people go because limiting your feeds down to the people who are currently in your life helps you focus your social media energy on the people and relationships that are most important to you. The people you care about won't be buried among the people you passively follow. So this was a big one for me because I'd often miss updates or not see posts from those I actually wanted to see or hear from as they would never reach the top of my feed or appear in my story list. In my opinion, the people you care about shouldn't be buried among the people you passively follow. The second thing is that you should look to cull people who regularly spread bullshit. And I mean this with all sincerity, absolute bullshit. We've all made the mistake of perhaps sharing a fake photo online or posted something that perhaps was not so positive and wasn't helpful towards others. But we're also probably know a few people who regularly share these things and participate in spreading news stories, urban legends, conspiracy theories. This is a great time to use the mute button, especially because seeing that type of bullshit repeatedly can affect whether you are, whether you believe it or not, can have an impact on your overall well-being and your perception of like the news. So just get rid of them. They don't deserve a place in your life, in my opinion. Cull accounts that no longer represent your current interests or goals. If you're like me, you probably follow a number of inspirational and aspirational social media accounts. Mine are pretty much all linked to fitness, mindset, business. These might be big names in your industry. They might be the writers or creators you most admire or the companies you might like to work for someday. They might also be motivational accounts you know, humour accounts, publications you like to read, people whose perspectives you value. I personally have a whole list of accounts whose work interests me and who motivate me to improve my own work and aspire for more. 
If you've never done this before, ask yourself whether the accounts you follow represent your current interests or do they represent who you were a few years ago? It's probably time to say goodbye to some of those old accounts and maybe follow a few new ones that better reflect who you are right now, what your goals are and what's true to your values. It might even mean that you want to spend more time on social media now. I think social media can be a great way to connect with people all over the world in a positive way, but it can equally have a negative impact too. So assessing the accounts and the people you currently follow will help you to identify whether these people add value to your life and make you feel good. If the answer is no, then I would highly recommend you start culling your feeds. I challenge everyone listening right now to reduce the number of accounts they follow by at least 10%. If you do this, please message me. Message me on Instagram and let me know how you feel after you've done it. The third big idea that I want to talk about is supporting others. I honestly believe that the best thing we can do for our own well-being and mental health is to help others. When we support other people and add value to their lives in some way, it boosts our own well-being and gives us a sense of purpose and fulfillment. I've encouraged all of my clients to do this the last few weeks, and I've even set up a Bex buddy system on the team. And the response has been great, and the support amongst the team members has been incredible. Helping others is not only good for them and a good thing to do, it also makes us happier and healthier as a whole team. Giving also connects us to others, creating stronger communities and helping to build a happier society for everyone. It's not all about money. We can also give our time, we can give ideas, we can give energy to people. There's not a day that passes where I don't offer free advice on social media or engage with someone in need through my DMs or respond to a client message on my WhatsApp. It costs nothing to be kind, helpful and supportive to those in need. In the current atmosphere online, I honestly think it feels like almost as if people are not willing to share something nice that they have found unless they get something in return. People are so consumed with this idea that their online presence has a monetary value and for them to share a link or promote a brand that they have to get paid for it or at least get something from them in exchange. Some of us are so focused on our own success that we sometimes forget to support each other I see a lot of people promoting their own content, their products and services, but very few people share other people's work just because they like it. No strings attached. There is, in some circles, a a reluctance to, to help others out unless it benefits them in some way. And to me, this is hugely disappointing. Something as simple as a message or some free advice can literally change someone's life. That might sound overly dramatic, but perhaps you don't truly understand why I quit my job of being a full-time teacher and decided to become an online coach and mentor to others. Without those I've helped for free over the years or who have joined my coaching team for fitness or business, I wouldn't be here today and my business wouldn't be what it is right now. I will always be grateful for the support others have shown me 
and all the people I have had the privilege to work with and support in any capacity. That is why I am passionate about helping others and and encouraging other people to do the same too. As my business coaching has grown, I've really supported and tried my hardest to help others build theirs too. So I help someone gain more followers. I help them build their client base. This doesn't mean I'll lose them as a client or it will threaten my business in some way. It's quite the opposite. We need to get out of this habit of me, 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 because it's a really ugly attitude to have. And the truth is, there is room enough for everyone to grow, for everyone to be successful and live their best life. Helping others succeed will help you succeed too. The same can be said for promoting another person's work or business. Only joy can come from sharing each other's hard work. A simple tweet, a blog post, a shout out, online can just encourage them to keep going, to keep doing what they're doing because someone cares. You care and you want them to succeed. Sharing makes other people happy and supports their success. By playing a role in that, you become a powerful connector. You will never be forgotten for helping someone succeed. They may even become a friend, a close ally, and in turn helping you to promote your own content, services or products. We should all support each other because do you know what? (laughs) It feels good. Simple gestures of kindness have a rippling effect. Being kind to each other gives us a self-esteem boost and improves our overall well-being. It has a positive impact that can boost our mood and change our attitude towards life. This results in building community, as I've already mentioned, and it triggers that kind of social connectiveness and helps create supportive network with strong bonds that build trust and improve friendships. I'm all about building a community and building communities can make us feel empowered. They can improve our sense of purpose and belonging. When we support others, people notice and are more likely to help us when we might be in need too. When you are kind and helpful, good things happen. I truly believe that. Not only does helping others feel good and help us build a community spirit, it encourages others to support us in return. I try my hardest to share good things when I find them, but I think I've still got some room for improvement. I am actively trying to share more links to to posts, products, services, and other nice things that I find online. And I think would be relevant or interesting to my audience. It's an easy way to be a little bit nicer and share the hard work of others so more people can see it and enjoy it. I've even been doing this myself with my business clients, you know, sharing the hard work and effort they're putting into creating the life they want for themselves. My business mentoring is built on this, a bespoke service which allows clients to create authentic content, communicate with their audience and build consistent systems and routines for up-leveling their businesses moving forward. Honestly, this is one of the most fulfilling things I think I've ever done and nothing makes me feel better than helping others. So if you haven't already done so, I'd highly recommend reaching out to someone else you know, someone you might follow online and maybe in need of support or just someone to talk to. Perhaps you see someone working really hard on their fitness goals or building their business. 
Share their posts. Show them that they're doing a great job and encourage them to continue. Our mental health matters during this time. And you never know how much just a simple message, a mention or a shout out could do to lift someone else's spirits and make their day. I really hope that this episode has given you some food for thought and allowed you to review how you can start to protect your own energy and improve your overall well-being during this time. If you want any more suggestions or you need some advice, please reach out. I'm literally only a DM away on Instagram and I'm happy to help in any way that I can. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope you have a great weekend and a super week ahead. I will catch you in the next episode next week. Bye for now.